0: How many times have you heard somebody say you should be doing video marketing or have you looked into YouTube marketing for your business or how many times have you gotten the video of the DIY or have used YouTube as a search engine? Today we're going to talk about video marketing. We're going to discuss what it is, how to create an effective one, how to promote your marketing content and how to really measure if it's working for you. Stay tuned. Grab a cup of coffee, grab some popcorn, whatever is going to keep you comfortable. And let's dive in to video marketing. Welcome to the Brand Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Amir Tabrizi. I'm a side hustle digital marketer turned agency owner who has managed over $2 billion in marketing budgets. I'm obsessed with the brand building process through video content social media and all things organic leveraging search engine optimization and the power of google every week here on the brand builder podcast we dive deep into the dynamic realm of digital marketing unveiling the tools strategies and insights that can empower your brand in today's digital centric world not just go over some quick hacks and tricks that will yield you no long-term growth whether you're a startup looking to make a splash or an established brand aspiring to reach new heights Our podcast is here to illuminate the path towards your success. So stay tuned to my workshop style solo shows with the occasional in-depth interviews with industry experts. We don't just talk about digital marketing. We decode it, demystify it, and help you leverage it for your brand's growth. So stay tuned into Brand Builders Podcast and embark on your journey towards becoming a titan in the digital marketing arena. So today I'm joined by a friend, a colleague, and somebody who has been doing really, really well in the whole video marketing world. Uh, Someone that I think has spent a lot of time, effort, and energy into really, really crafting the right brand, crafting the right personas, crafting really his message that is all about sales education, not sales pressure, or all about education, not sales pressure, and has really used YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram to his benefit. His name is Robert Garcia, and you guys have heard him on the podcast here before. So, Robert, thanks for joining us today.
1: Oh, thank you, Amir. Thank you for having me back. I thought that I will, I won't be back, but I guess you guys like my my what I'm about to say. So, thank you for having me back.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did. You did pretty good, and we had some popular requests that said, "Could you please Ooh. bring Robert Garcia back, Ooh, especially okay. from the real estate world?" So. Um, Robert, I'll give you a quick little background about who you are and maybe uh, maybe you can correct places that uh, I'm wrong, but you've been in the realistic game for almost 20 years now, correct? You have, um, over the years, have been really the operational and growth mastermind behind uh, a few successful teams that are in the DMV. Um, and really, you've grown your business through the motto that you have, which is just education, no sales pressure, right? So bringing content out to people. So tell me more what I've missed. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Yes. Thank you, Amir, for um,
1: having me over. I really appreciate you guys uh, letting me come here. So I enjoy these interviews because we really get to talk about, you know, whatever is happening in the real estate world and marketing. So, yeah, been doing real estate. uh over 20 years, though, that I have uh, been working in real estate, licensed. Um, I think I'm going into my 19th year since I got licensed, licensed in Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. And, you know, one of the things where that when you come into real estate, one of the things that you realize is that not everybody that can fog a mirror can actually be a client, right? It's it's just that that's what it is. And Remember many of the brokers telling you, well, just, just grab the the phone book, start making phone calls, and someone at some point is going to pick up and say, yes, I want to sell or buy a house. It, those days are over. I think uh, clients are, are, are smarter than realtors sometimes. I I, uh, I hate to say that, but it's, it's the reality. It's like a patient going for surgery. In knowing more about the procedure that the surgeon himself or herself. So this is where you have to reinvent yourself. And, and marketing, it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I have to embrace marketing, systems, changing, trying something, tweaking along the lines. And it's a never-ending thing. Uh, because the market is always changing, always evolving. Now we are in a seller's market. If these changes will be in a buyer's market, that'll be a whole different thing. So yeah, you have to change, uh, adapt to the circumstances. The market is like one of the most important things that you have to do.
0: Awesome. And you, speaking of adapting, right? Like you did a a pretty good job of this because I know you and I had this conversation probably back in 2018 where you were really starting to get heavier into video marketing and you kind of started with like video newsletters to your clients and you actually did something really cool which I tell some of our uh you know agency clients who are in real estate I tell them about your um video CMAs that you've done which we can get into a little bit later yes but um You evolved and you adapted and you saw the changes in the market happening and in the sphere of happening. Like So one thing you mentioned, yes, there are times where I feel like and I've seen this happen that the consumer knows more about the agent. And I think it's a very unique thing that happens in real estate where the agent might be pretty new and they may not know the tips and tricks and how to get around certain things or how to really go about certain ways of doing business so they tend to either try to look it up or kind of go to their broker and depending on who the broker is they may not be available and so on and so forth so you kind of have a rookie potentially um That could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars because these are not you know we're not buying houses that are costing twenty thousand dollars. We're we're in the D.C. Maryland Virginia. I mean, you know, majority of the prices are you're looking into the fives and six, five and five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand. So, let's go back to what we were talking about, which is you adapting. So, what made you specifically go, huh? I think video marketing is where it's going to be in the future, and what steps did you have to go through? to get to that point and for for the audience that may not know what video marketing is which i'm sure most of us do so video marketing is essentially the usage of videos to promote your product or your services right the video can tell to tell a story it can educate your customer or it can like in your case it can generate leads and sales for you so what made you look at video marketing and go that's where i need to get into it before a lot of the people in the industry
1: so as, as a really good question, it's a it's a loaded question because it has so so many parts. So the the most important thing I realized was uh, I remember attending uh, um, a seminar from a real estate coach and talking about uh, becoming the digital mayor of your area of your clients, and that really uh, got kind of like stuck in my head because it's like. Yes, I am a real estate agent. Yes, people look at me when they have a need to buy and sell real estate. But let's just do on the other side, realtors. How do realtors go about getting clients? And unfortunately, the only way they go about getting clients, it's by not adding value to the relationship. What I mean by that is they are disruptive. And what I say disruptive is, here's Joe and Anna having coffee on a Saturday morning, a couple that got married probably a year ago, and they're thinking about buying a house. And at 9 a.m., Anna's cell phone is ringing, and they don't know the number, and they answer that that telephone and then anna says hey this is anna who's on the other side and then here is robert garcia calling that disruptive realtor just calling to see if anna and joe are thinking about buying a house the chances of anna and joe actually paying attention to what i have to say are very small and then most likely they feel that i'm a spam because all i'm trying to do is satisfy my pockets not their needs that's what sales has been traditionally speaking for so many years now when I saw the the how difficult it was to break the ice with Joe and Anna by going in that direction, is when I said, wait a minute, Joe and Anna still have a desire to purchase a house. And let's just be all be honest. And if you don't do this, that maybe you are from another planet. But as far as I know, if you're looking for something, the first place you start is a research online for whatever. How to buy a car with a low down payment. How to buy a house as a first-time home buyer. How to sell or buy a car that I was under a lease. And I mean, you you those how to words are probably the most search set of keywords in the whole Google, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, whatever it is. So when I realized that these people are gonna start doing a search online, then is when I knew that. I was going to be, okay. wait a minute. These people are actually looking for something online and I need to really get that information. Then I started researching on uh, Google and YouTube and I found a lot of this content. And that's when that magic libel went. I said, wait a minute, I think I know how to probably convince this person. Now, if I'm calling calling Joe and Anna again under now the adapted way, and I'm calling them and they say, well, Robert, we're not interested in buying a house at this moment. Or we already have someone that is is willing to help us. I mean, hey, Joe, Anna, no problem. I understand. And you know what? My goal is not to come here and say that you need to work with me. But would it be beneficial to you? Would you be opposed? Those are the two questions I always ask. If I send you a link of a video that I created recently that actually talks about the things they should do as a first-time home buyer, you see the difference now. Now I'm adding value. Now I'm putting them on a on 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 a path that is going to lead them to more questions and hopefully good answers. That's the difference, and that's the uh, when I said I was adapting to them to that.
0: That's that's huge because I think if I mean if you guys didn't pick that up, is that. You you handled an objection with a value add, and I think a lot of people right now, as buyers of anything, service a uh, you know whether it's a service or a product, we want to know what at what value will it add to our lives and what problems will it solve, right? So, in reality, when you're when you're addressing the um, the the objection with a value, what you're doing is you're you're showing authenticity behind what you're trying to do, right? Like, so for you specifically, it's no sales pressure, just education. You're educating them on some of the questions they may or may not be looking into thinking about. So when, when my wife and I were looking to buy, I mean, and we used Robert, um, there were many things that we didn't think about. And I think throughout the process of like looking and talking to you and, you know, a good agent would, would kind of take you through those steps and really be able to um show you those potential pitfalls that you may have. And so the I think there are many reasons why businesses use video marketing, right? They can include a powerful way to engage and connect with customers. So you just talked about it. You're now engaging Anna. Anna did not feel comfortable enough to potentially share some information with you or tell you where they're looking or so on and so forth. So then you say, hey, well you may have some questions about X, Y, and D that you may not even be thinking of. So look at this video that I've created for first-time home buyers, or a webinar you could have done. You can also use it to tell a story that can resonate with people and make them feel something. So I think like feeling something in any industry, the consumer, if they feel something, they're more likely to buy your product. So we preach that the sales funnel is dead because the sales funnel was top of the funnel, So your market qualified lead or a lead that comes in then it goes to market qualified and sales qualified and then you kind of like are shoving them in this forceful direction whether they like it or not wherever they are in the sale or buy process you're kind of pushing them through versus when you adapt the flywheel method you're not only just shoving them through the line to get to the end but what you're doing is you're meeting them where they are and you have a content for every single piece of the journey. So to resonate with them, you may, we've found that when you resonate with a client, you've already done 70% of the work. So for an agent, imagine that you are showing up to a listing appointment and you would say probably what, like an hour and a half, two hours would be a normal listing appointment. Correct. So imagine if 70% of that is already done for you and all you have to do is show up and just say, this is what I think your house is worth, this is our marketing plan, this is our strategy. They already know who you are, what you do, how you do, and your track record. Right. So like if they know your reviews, if they know how many houses you've sold in the neighborhood, so on and so forth, like becoming that digital mayor, that's going to help it. And then you can educate them. You can use all of that stuff to start generating more leads and sales for you because you're building your brand, right? Like you're building that brand awareness and credibility within whatever area it is that you're hitting and whatever customer persona it is that you're hitting through the power of content and education correct so there is a there is a side to it though like you you have to you can't just pick up your phone or get your camera or whatever and just start shooting and talking about something that may not be relevant so how do you create an effective video marketing content so when creating video marketing there are a few things you have to keep in mind right so what's the video purpose uh, that you wanted to achieve? do you want to generate leads? Do you want to educate the customer? Do you want to tell a story? And then what's your target audience? Like, who are you trying to go after? And then I think the one of the other things is, you know, there's like video format length and all that stuff, which really, it's not really that relevant right now. But with those three things, right, the purpose, the audience, and, um, you know, the the, the kind of the value behind it, how do you as someone who has over 4000 subscribers on YouTube, I think you have like you know, I think all in all, you have over 30,000, you know, subscribers and likes and follows on all your social media platforms. So when you go, when Robert Garcia goes to create an effective video market marketing content, what do you do?
1: So you said it earlier, um, audience. So one of the mistakes I made in probably my first 10 years of real estate is that I never identify an audience. And what happens is that if I went after people that thought they needed to buy or sell a house, and in many cases, I guess I even pushed people to feel like they they had the need to buy something. So I never identified the audience because I always thought that narrowing down things will make it more, more, more difficult to me to get more clients. So I always thought like, okay, you know, let's just cast that wide net, right? Going fishing, you throw the net into the water the more the merrier. And in, and in marketing and in sales, it does not work that well. Because this is what happens. You end up frustrating people. So let's just give you an example. If I am shooting content for a first-time home buyer, right? And then I put that content out there, but then I'm reaching someone that is been living in their house for the last 35 years, I'm disqualified in their eyes to have a conversation with them, to guide them and coach them, because what I'm doing is just, you know, talking about just that. So that's what's my thought at the beginning. But here's what happens, though. As you upset all these people, you also upset your audience and you can have just doing like a ping pong strategy from one audience to the other one because it does not work that well. Unfortunately, it just does not work that way. So what I think it's necessary in this scenario is identify your audience. Who is your avatar? Who your your persona? I mean, it has so many names in this in marketing. You can identify. It's basically the same person. Who you want to go for? What are their the content they're looking for? So you mentioned my YouTube channel. So my YouTube channel, I talk about two things. Areas here in the county that I live in, in Montgomery County, so neighborhoods, type of homes, new construction, so that's my my avatar there is people that are thinking about relocating to this area that they don't necessarily know where to go, where to start. And having at least someone that can give them some guidance, it's important. That's that's who I'm really going after. And then on the, uh, the same time, I'm going about national headlines. What I mean by that is I want to have people keep informed. So one of my most recent videos is to talk about the Zillow 1% down payment that it's not really you would think well you know zillow getting creative they're trying to help home first-time home buyers get a house actually I'm probably going to create more of a problem of a bubble because what they're not telling you is that they are financing you the other two percent to be more into the three percent so i'm trying to to just give people the honest truth when it comes to real estate through my national headlines i just go into national headlines and just dissect them and then I'm doing the the on um, people that are relocating to these area give them the in and out of the, the pluses and minuses pros and cons of each area so that way they can understand if Montgomery County whatever city they have in mind it's it's what they need to go for
0: so that's huge i think one of the main things i would definitely say we need to take away from that is the content has to match the audience so for example if i'm going after real estate agents for my agency i can't put out content that's not related to them, right? So I can't have, you know, Joe the roofer sitting here next to me for an interview when I'm trying to go after real estate agents. And that just that goes for, I think, any sales industry. If you are trying to go after a certain niche or a certain market or a certain audience, you have to make your message match whatever that audience is looking for. So for example, if I have a client or for example of Robert, if you are looking to go after the downsizers, right? Like the people who have their kids are off in college, you know, they're getting into an age where they're ready to kind of just downsize from the 6,000 square foot house to maybe 2,500. That content has to match. They're not going to care about the uh you know the the certain things that the first time home buyer will care about. So I think matching the message to the audience or the content has to message the audience. Also the content that you're giving away or the potential interactive marketing thing you're giving away, whether it's a guide or a one pager or whatever that looks like, it also has to match that audience too. It can't just be, you know, how to repair your credit when the person who's downsizing is potentially sitting on I don't know three, four, five hundred thousand dollars worth of equity in their house, right? So the audience really, really makes a difference. And I think one of the things you mentioned is your channel has two audiences right now. One is the um, the national news, right? So now anybody who's looking at whether interest rates are going up or down, and what does that mean, or you know how do you trust your estimate, or so on and so forth. But you also have a hyper local. Content driven way, which is just for the DMV or Montgomery County or so on and so forth. So how do you, when you're, when you're putting your, when you're putting your effective content plan together, how do you make sure that these two worlds are separated enough where you are not turning off someone who's just interested in DMV or someone who's just interested in the national news?
1: So you have to do your research, right? That comes with really a lot of study in the market. And that doesn't come like easy at the beginning. It isn't a natural thing. I probably made tons of videos where I upset a lot of people because they just felt like I was just trying to mix two things in one and kind of steer the pot and see, hopefully whatever comes out, it tastes good. It doesn't really work that well though. You really have to identify. And when I say study your avatar, you have to study these people. I mean, their behaviors, what they consume, where, what places they go, how do they search about things, how often they are looking to get information, right? Because, you know, imagine, you're a first-time on-buyer, you just bought your, your first home. That doesn't automatically make you, to, for me, to put you in the next avatar where it is just the, the seller is going to sell their house in a couple of years. It doesn't work that way. I will upset that person immediately. But maybe it puts them in the avatar about... Um, upgrades, right, of the house. What upgrades have the best return on investment? And that is content that'll be probably interested because if you, as again, you have to study these people. They maybe bought a house that their bathrooms, the kitchen was updated, but not the bathrooms. And they'd be like, well, maybe in three, five years, when we save a little bit more money, we'll update the bathrooms. But how are they going, how they're going to update the bathrooms? What do they know about updating bathrooms? They know nothing about those things. So you actually have to be there to coach these people. And I can tell you there's been so many people that have called me after they've been in their homes to say, hey, Robert, we want to update our bathrooms. I recently got a call from this client of mine. They bought the house, I would say, five, six years ago. And they they, they like my content. And they said, hey, we're thinking about solar panels. And we already got two quotes, we are thinking to go with this company, but we are not sure if that adds a lot of value when it, from the time it comes to sell the house. So I have to really sit down with them and dissect the contract that they have to for them to make them understand that the contract they have stays with the house, not with them. What do you mean by that, Robert? Well... I'll give you right now a quick lesson on that. If you have right now solar panels, the solar panels are going to, the company is going to attach a lien against the property. Now, the person responsible for paying that lien, it's Amir Tabrizi and, you know, his wife or significant other. Now, but that when you, time comes to sell the house, the new buyer has to qualify to purchase the house not only the house and the mortgage with the solar panels and then maybe there is a fee that you have to so you see it's just just not like the savings of having the solar panels has some implications and they need to understand that now imagine if you create content around solar panels as a real estate agent how many people you're going to have so you really have to study these people and as i said I was told back in the days that if somebody can fog a mirror, that person most likely is going to buy a house. That is wrong, and is wrong in every every from every angle you looked at it. That is totally wrong because not everybody is going to buy a house uh, that way. They need to understand what they're getting into it, and once they know what they're getting into it, then they have to put a plan of action for them
0: together. And that's where I step in to put
1: a plan of action.
0: So it's really the value that you're adding. To it and I think you know going back to what we talked about which is like the sales funnel right I think back in the day it was not a it it wasn't customer centric all marketing was was sales centric how can I push you through the process to get to to get you to do what I need you to do Um, which in turn I think was one of the reasons why we changed the way we do things Um, all right so matching matching your message to the audience finding ways to add value, finding ways to engage your customers and connecting with them. Now, we do have a sponsor, and we're going to take a second for a word from our sponsors. But once we come back, we're going to ask Robert three questions. How does he promote his videos? So once he's created your videos, how do you promote them? How do you measure the results of your video marketing campaigns? And the one question that I'm sure everybody's going to have is if you were to redo everything you've learned since 2017 and 2018 and the way that you've grown, what would you do differently? And how would you go on about telling someone or educating someone or coaching someone if they're looking to get started in video marketing today? We'll be right back. My name is Amir Tabrizin. I am the owner and the chief growth officer here at Agency 270. Agency 270 is a full service digital marketing team. We focus on Search engine optimization, paid ads, your Google business profile, videos, video editing and optimization, posting your videos, social media management, and podcasts, recording and editing. Why we do what we do is because we want to help you and your message to get out in front of the world. We want to make sure that we're highlighting our clients so that they are the consumer's choice. We do that through the power of digital marketing. Ask yourself this question. If you go on to Google right now and type in your name or type the problem that you solve and you're not coming up as one of the first two, three choices, there's a problem there. You are losing out business to your competitor. Don't settle for next to best. Don't settle for second. Don't settle for third. Let us help you get you to the number one spot on Google. Give me a call today. Go on to our website at agency270.com. Send us an email at marketing at agency270 or give us a call 301-310-6148. Again, that's 301-310-6148. Back to our show. Awesome. So we are back and we've we've covered some good stuff already. We've covered, you know, what is video marketing? Um, you know, why you use it, your shift, Robert, into getting into more video marketing, the effective video marketing content planning, how you measure your audience, how you push your audience and the message you want to them and then how you add value. And I think one of the main thing things that I took away from that conversation I took away from that conversation is um, what you said is where where you – meet an objection with a piece of value, right? Like you are on the phone with Mr. And Mrs. Seller, Mr. And Mrs. First time home buyer. And instead of just being like, well, can I call you back again tomorrow when it's a better time for you? You meet that objection by simply saying, hey, I know you're busy, for a lack of better words, I know you're busy, but what I want to do is I want to send you this link to a video that I've done that talks about how to downsize or how to buy your first home or how you should fix your credit because I think there are so many things that go into any business. But let's just say real estate for the fact that you're here as a subject matter expert in real estate when it comes to buying or selling that a lot of people don't look into. And honestly, I think that's one of the things that buyer and seller's um, especially sellers who want they, you know, the better commission split or the, you know, they want to go with the discount broker. It's like, listen, price is what you pay, value is what you get. If you want to pay a lower price, you're gonna get that low value agent. Or if you're willing to really invest in your bottom line, then you're gonna get that one. So, we talked about going into when we came back from break is going into how to promote your video and then how to measure it. And then we're gonna give you some cool tips and tricks. And then the one thing I know I really want to end on is. If you were to do it again, what would you do differently? So, when it comes to promoting your videos, once you've created this amazing video and you're ready to share it, how do you make sure that your video is getting in front of the audience, the right audience at the right time? So that's um, that's, a, that's a very
1: good question, and and it's um, it's not a simple answer, and nor nor it there is a straight line to that. So what you need to understand is so you have your audience just recapping everything you have your audience you identify what your audience is consuming what the audience is liking and what's their they dislike and what the their, their, the audience the avatar is these people that are uh, first time home buyers are they move up buyers are there people that are downsizing are they buying an investment property are they buying vacation homes there's so many ways that you have to identify these type of clients now, once you identify that, then you create the content and now you send the content. And this is not some, some mentors and coaches that I had in the past you use the, the spaghetti approach, meaning you just throw a bunch of noodles to the wall and whatever sticks, that means it's working. If whatever doesn't stick, then okay, we'll try again. It, this is not throwing spaghetti noodles to, to the wall. That doesn't work that way. You have to have a purpose. So, One thing that you have to do is you have to analyze the content. So this is how, first of all, a plan of action, you have to always have a plan. But now you created the content. Now you're going to test the content. How is the content performing, right? So you're going to put the content out there. And then you got to let the content perform. And I mean... If you are looking to, you just uploaded a video and you hope that that video, it's going to, uh, you know, go viral tomorrow. Good luck. The chances of ha- that happening are not here. You know, none of us have the creativity that Mr. Beast has just <laughs> to just to, you know, name someone that you probably are familiar. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't work that way. You have to then measure and study the the intel that the analytics are giving you back. And then you have to study those analytics and you have to understand now well, that's one of the reasons why I love YouTube and the YouTube studio is because it gives you the content. And believe me, whatever they're consuming in YouTube, most likely they're gonna consume it in some other channels. It's just the format is different. You have to have different calls to action. You have to have a different hook at the beginning because the, maybe the content is only 30 seconds and 60 seconds versus YouTube. But the analytics is everything and you have to uh, adjust this is very important you have to learn how to adjust moving forward as i said it's not an spaghetti content that you throw at the wall you have to be able to adjust and there's going to be adjustments maybe you have to change your title maybe you have to change your your keywords maybe you have to change some of the content you typed maybe you have to change the 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 thumbnail, maybe you have to change the the hashtags, maybe you have to change the geographical location. I mean you have to change a lot of these things. And now this does not come like I, I didn't learn this overnight. Okay. I this has been so many times just like just you know studying, learning about content. We realtors should take a class and i'm not joking amir realtors should take a class about content creation and storytelling because guess what the fact the fact that you can sell a house to someone it has to do with a lot of creativity not that you're overselling something but you are selling the best factors the best the best things of a house or a community or in terms of tr- location transportation schools i mean just so many things that some people don't think about it. they just don't really don't think first time mm-hmm. home buyers do they really care about the school district they don't care about the school district all they care is they're tired of that uh, noisy neighbor that lives upstairs in the apartment they're renting that he or she wakes up at 3 a.m start banging the floors <laughs> and they just want to get out of that apartment and have their own town home where there is nobody else above them and then they right. can sleep until 10 a.m. They don't care about the schools now if it, some realtors that also they don't care about those things and the other realtors will be like well, that's what you want this, give me, let me give you this but here's where the the the, the, the approach goes let's ask more questions to these potential clients so that we can understand their needs, their wants and needs. And believe me, their wants and needs, they never match. They never cross their path. They're to- totally all over the place. And you have to bring them down to say, well, if you want to have that school district, the house is going to cost you more and this is going to be the mortgage payment. I don't know that you want to go there because you already told me you can only afford this much. So you see reality now meets with the, what, the, 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 what I want and what I wish I could have.
0: Right. I mean, I think... Again, somebody who's experienced that first time home buying side of things recently. Um, And, you know, we, I'm pretty, I think, I think we did this with you. It was like, give me the three things you really need the house to have, and then give me the five things you want the house to have. And I think once you sit down and really put in perspective of like where you are, yes, we were looking at great school districts, but like we didn't have a child like, you know, my kid's nine months old, like before he gets to that level, where will we actually be? So I think those certain things that were told and perceived to think about, because that may have been what our parents thought about, because we're in a whole different generation, right? Like. People are having kids later on. The cost of living is that much more expensive. Like there are other things in life that become a priority so that the need of being in a good school district, I'm not saying this is for everybody, but the need may not be there. We may not need that. Now, we want to be in this. Or we want this. We want this, but we may not need it. So I think that's huge as well. And something you mentioned that, you know, realtors should be in content creation and storytelling one of the main things and actually you and i are going to do an episode about this as well is the authenticity in marketing there are so many disingenuous or just just not not trustworthy people that are doing marketing out there you know how many times i've opened my phone and have said i guarantee you 20 leads this month or your money back or i'm going to give you $5000 or are you like that is not genuine i'm sorry but you you are not going to create worth of business or 20 leads or 15 leads in a week and those leads be quality because it takes time. It takes tweaking. It takes building a brand to have consistency. And unfortunately, real estate or real estate agents are one of the most notoriously known. I want it now and I want it quick and I want it to convert in business. Well, let me tell you why you will not be successful in 6 months from now unless you're willing to spend the $60,000 a month that you did with Zillow back in, you know, 2 years ago versus someone who's willing to invest in their brand and their story and the way they tell their brand and everything else that comes with it so that they have continuous business their their pipeline is never empty because they're always going to have that repeat customer over and over again and i think one of my one of the main things that i have an issue with the zillow style of business which is you know you pay us x amount of money we get you into this zip code and so on and so forth is once you stop spending the money that's it right like i think a lot of agents right now are struggling because they would spend lots of money because they had it because prices were insane in the last you know 48 to 72 months, let's say, right? Like maybe not even that, but still like in the last 24 to 48 months, prices have been insane. And this huge influx has been insane. So they've had the money to spend, but all of a sudden the well is dried up. The money is not there. And the leads aren't coming in because you went from 20,000 to 5,000 on Zillow. So you're going to get the bottom of the barrel that everybody is fighting for. So I do think that what you said and one, one thing I would definitely highlight on is the content creation and storytelling it's huge for your brand.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's I mean, once you it takes some time to really understand, it's like, well, I'm a real estate agent. I sell homes for living. But yeah, how do you sell those homes? It's by crea- creating a compelling story of a house right if you are like used to say hey i have a new listing cost five hundred thousand dollars and it only has you know three bedrooms two and a half bathrooms one car garage it's a townhouse and it's located you know convenient you know like access to a highway okay you're giving facts you're only telling what it is already there anybody can go and get that information from zillow realtor.com google the problem with realtors is that they are not telling a story. What can this person do with the property? What can this person actually enjoy of the property? You know, it's funny because many realtors, when you ask them, especially the listing agent says, Hey, uh, does this property has an HOA? I say, Yeah, yeah, it does have an HOA. Do you know how much it is? And they say, Well, you know, I think it's between this and this. And do you know what's included? I guarantee you, 95% of them they have no clue what's included. And I'm not trying to tell you that they should have you know all those things because if somebody sells 100 homes a year in different areas it's going to be really hard but but at least have a basic understanding of what's included because what guess what you're buying the four walls and a roof and you're buying the location and the amenities in the in which this house is located. And if you don't know the amenities, you know does it have a, a community swimming pool? Uh, is it paid or included as part of the HOA? What about the, 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 the maintenance, the landscaping? What about these, you know, what I'm responsible for doing this? Those are things that it's, that's part of telling the story to someone, because last, I remember back in 2008, people were buying homes. And the very next thing is, like, someone will come and knock on their doors and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm the president of the Homeowners Association of of this uh, community, and I just want to let you know that, you know, your first quarter dues are do do whatever. And they're like, I'm sorry, HOA? Nobody told me that that you guys have an HOA. Well, it is not mandatory, but, you know, we we like everybody to participate. So, you see, from that standpoint, you just knew that the quality of the person that was handling. And and to be honest with you, I'm kind of worried because— we are back to like uh, 2008 days, not because the market is going to crash. Only I'm saying that's because of the quality of the realtors out there that they just don't know. People just get their licenses, the threshold to get to be a, a licensed agent. It's it's not a rocket science. Anybody that knows how to speak and write English will pass the exam. They, you can get affiliated with any company nowadays. It's super easy. But the, the the content, what you know, how to handle problems, what to do in whatever situation, that's what people are paying for. Exactly. That's exactly what people will pay for. So if somebody comes and says, you know, this is my fee, this is a charge to help you, you got to show this person why you're charging that fee and how you're going to be able to help this person achieve their their goal or buying or selling a home because that's just at the bottom that the bottom line, that's all what it is. But many people don't know. And if you don't know how to 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 sell yourself, how can you sell somebody else's house? That's the bottom line.
0: Absolutely. If you can't sell yourself how are you gonna sell somebody else's house? And I think I've heard you say this is if somebody's willing to discount their income, what do you think they're gonna do when it comes to negotiating with the home inspection or giving the comparables when it comes to your uh, you know appraisal and so on and so forth so I think it definitely the value is huge in all of them and if you can't translate that value then you know you really need to get into that but there are other ways you can promote as well some things that we, you know we might want to look into sharing it on your social media so posting the videos or something you have on social media um, you can also email it to your database you can always put together a monthly newsletter to your database I think, um, you know, it takes 36 touches before a transaction is potentially completed in real estate and whether it's a buyer or seller, um, buyers, I'm sure it's less, but, you know, with sellers, I mean, 36 touches, you know, if you send one newsletter a month, that's only 12, right? So you have have to have other means of touch points to get to that. And then of course you can run some paid advertising behind it, but that's only if you have the funding or the money behind it to do it. Now we've talked about all of this. At the end of the day, we all want to see a return of investment anything we put our business into or, or our efforts into, especially if you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or a small business owner, which a lot of people are um you know listening to us. So if it come when it comes to measuring results, what is what are some tools you may use? Um and then how do you measure If if a video you did was successful, like what metrics do you look at? What do you say? Well, this video was better than this. Like, how do you make that comparison? And how do you tell yourself this was successful? This was not. These are the switches I should make.
1: So there is a I mean, there's a lot of tools that you can use for social media to look at the level of engagement. I will just say that here's the bottom line if people are not commenting, they're not liking or sharing your content, that means your content is trash. Uh, I'm sorry, Uh, just plain and simple. It's not good. It just (laughs) means you don't really have good content. I mean, only means you're creating content just like the rest of the world. That's all really what it means. You're not unique. You're not unique. Now, when you start having people to engage, uh, you know, the first thing that comes in is the likes, right? That's the most important thing that comes first. People will like randomly like your content but you not have you have not built trust. So they're not going to follow you at that point. They're only going to like your content, but mm-hmm. the algorithm is most likely going to put them back in front of them, and then they're going to see it again, and then they may like it again. And if your content continues to be good and, and it catches their attention, then they're going to subscribe to your channel. They're going to like your, your your channel. Now, I'm mean, and I'm talking to all these different channels now, right. That you have those two things, recipes now. The next thing is, are they going to engage with you? Meaning, are they going to post comments? Because I can see somebody driving a BMW on, on an ad, and I can say, well, that's a nice car. I love it. But are you the, the reality is that the content is the it's you know it's good when people engage with the content mm-hmm. because that means somebody is going to approve or disapprove. And believe me, both are equal important: approvals, disapprovals, likes or dislikes. Are very important because you also have to you have to be humble. You have to learn from the dislikes. You have to learn from the negative comments. Now there's going to be some jerks that are going to put stuff that it doesn't really mm-hmm. you know that you don't have to pay attention. You don't have to lose sleep over that, but you have to understand that. And you know what? Sometimes the comments, believe it or not, gives you the idea of the next subject, the next video they should be putting together because somebody was well, you know, I I, I can I, I can see why you created this content. I know why you this could happen. Hey, can you go a little bit deeper, talk about this? And then when that person is asking you to put more content based on a specific need he or she has, then you know your content is king and they like it. They're now loving it. And they're now engaging with you. So they're now expecting that you will deliver. And believe me, you have to deliver you now deliver the next piece of content, and you invite them to, to like uh, your content, to subscribe to your content, and to also comment to your content. One mistake I made, especially on YouTube, was to, at the beginning of my videos, always ask people, hey, like and subscribe. That's, it's, that's, that's a huge mistake that you're making, and I'll tell mm. you why. Because there is, people don't know you. There is no report. The people don't know you. They don't know what you're going to be talking about. And now you're asking to, to like and subscribe. Let me just give you more something like that you will understand. It's like you're going to buy a car at a Toyota dealer. And before you even buy the car, the sales associate comes and says, Hey, any chance you can give me a review uh, before hmm. you buy the car? Right? Any chance you can go on Google and give me a review or whatever website they have? and give me a five-star review, and then we'll do the work. Like, it doesn't work that way. You, you, you would never, ever, ever do that. You right. want to test them on the quality of the vehicle, the service, the paperwork, how clean is the car when they deliver it to you. I mean, you know, th- did they even put gasoline into the tank when they delivered the car to you, especially this is brand new, right? Those are little things that make a huge difference. And if you can check off those, those boxes, right. yes, then you have the right to come and ask someone for a comment. So, go into tools. There are two tools that I actually um, I, I I like. They 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 have pluses and cons, and you know mm-hmm. negatives that I don't like. But I like both of tools. Uh, one it's VidIQ. That's V I D I Q. So that's uh, something that is really good for uh, keyword research, and 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 it's 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 designed for YouTube, but actually works very well with a lot of other platforms when it comes to that content creation. And then the next one is. TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy, it's another one that it's very similar. Uh, I have heard some people decided the analytics that you can get through TubeBuddy are better than vidIQ because this is more of a, a, a YouTube company or they're closer to YouTube. I I cannot really say that's true or it's not. It's false. I have I cannot tell you, but they both give you a lot of good stuff that you really um, can use. And I really like it a lot. So I, I highly recommend that uh, for you both to to do that. I think Amir, you also talk about uh
0: SEM SEMrush, I think it is the other one. Right. Yeah, we have SEM, uh, you have SEM rush, you have uh some other like tools that can be used for keyword research. Yeah, you can do that.
1: And I mean nowadays chat GPT uh, can can help you with a lot of those things sure too. Can. So chat GPT is another tool that you should uh just sign up, it's free, uh play with it. Um there's it's really nice what they have. Yeah. So just, just try it. I mean, it doesn't really hurt. Worst, right. worst thing you can do in, 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 in any industry, but real estate and, and marketing and sales, it's not trying. I mean, if you don't try, you don't know if it's good. So right. um,
0: try it and see how it goes. BARD is also another one. BARD.ai is another yes. uh, Google-backed on one Google. that, that I that I personally like myself. And I actually use it a little bit more than ChatGPT just because of some restrictions that you have with OpenAI and so on and so forth. But yeah, vidIQ, TubeBuddy, um, and then the actual uh, YouTube studio backend gives you some cool data as well yes. that you can always use. Um, And then also, I don't know, I think one of the other things is just follow your competitor. Follow somebody who you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if I want to be more like Robert Garcia, then I'm going to follow Robert Garcia or subscribe to Robert Garcia's channel. And look at what he's producing and then put my own twist on it. Right? That's the thing. It's like, don't go and copy verbatim what your competitors are doing because you're just going to kind of fall below that line because somebody's already doing it. But I think if you take – like there are many agents out there, and all of them do, what, two things. They can either help you buy a house or help you sell your home, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. The job description is those two. How they do it, the reason why they do it, the tools they use, that's what makes them different, and that's what, their, that's what their USB or unique selling proposition is. But look at what's happening out there. Look at someone that you use. I mean, I know you do this as well. It's like you look at certain people that you love the way they put out their content and then you do the same thing. We do the same thing with the agency. Mm-hmm. Like I I look at the big guys of like Gary V mm-hmm. to like some smaller agencies that I really look up to and go, huh this is really cool. I can resonate with the way that they sell their products or their services and I like to be like them as well." So, um track your numbers by views. Um you said likes. I'm going to challenge you on that because I personally as much as I say yes, likes matter, but I also think that there can be, you can take likes with a grain of salt depending on where you are in the channel of where you're starting it. So if you are just starting brand new or you've had no relevancy, your likes are going to be lower, right? You're not going to be as high as you want with your likes. But yes, I think you can get to that point um, as well. Tracking the number of click-throughs that you get or clicks that your video is receiving and then track the return of investment on your campaign, specifically if you're running paid ads. But tracking your click-throughs Right. I think like one of the things is that I see a lot of people that just upload something on YouTube and in the description, they have no way of people reaching out to them. If you have guides, put that link in there. If you have a calendar link, which you can get Calendly for free or even HubSpot, I think is for free right now, put those calendar links in there. Half people find a way to get reach out to you. Now, as we're rounding out the ending of this, I want to ask you a question that a lot of people may be thinking. If you had to recreate your channel, okay, knowing everything you know since starting this in 2017, 2018, building your – essentially your uh, your portfolio, let's just call it for lack of better words, up to, I don't know, 30,000, 40,000 uh, followers, subscribers throughout all your channels and everything else you've done, your 20 years of real estate experience and the shifts you've seen in the market, if there were three things right now that you would ha- that you would do differently – Three things right now you would do differently than you did back when you started your channel. What would they be? And what is the one piece of advice you would give to, or you can give, make it two pieces of it, doesn't matter. But what are the one or two pieces of advice that you would give to someone right now who's looking to get into video marketing?
1: Okay, great, great question. I think it's probably one of the best questions I've been asked in the last two, we three, three, we two three years. Um, here's what I will tell you, though. Um, Do not start any social media platform without a plan. Just simple as as that. And you can say, well, plans don't have to be complicated. But have a plan of action for whatever you want to do. Okay, that's the most important thing. When I say a plan of action means you need to start planning your content ahead of time. And there are two types of contents. There is something that is called evergreen content, means it's good forever. doesn't matter the, the time of the year, it's a buyer's market, seller's market, downturn, shift, whatever it is, it does not matter. It's always good, and then you have to do content that is relevant. So what I said before to me, to uh, what else? I mentioned on my YouTube channel... I have national headlines content where I go and talk about what's happening, so that's more like the now, but then I have the evergreen communities and pros and cons or advantages or disadvantages of disadvantages move it to certain communities because those are always going to be a, uh, uh, an audience for those things. So with a plan of action, you'll have all those things. Plan ahead of time. Plan your content for the next quarter. Don't make the mistake to say, I only plan for the next two weeks, then you get super busy and then you don't do that. Believe me, your audience. One thing they hate is for you not to be consistent. And and the social media channels do not reward you for inconsistency. They will punish you. And believe me, once you get punished on one of them, it's really really hard to get out of those holes and be again relevant. So try to do that. And then if once you have a plan for what are you going to be doing, uh, doing, then you have your uh, the, the the research on everything now have a system why you need a system well because if you, once it works you all you have to do is just just fill out the spaces of the new subjects of the new video titles and just keep doing it again. So if that means a videographer, a content writer or an editor or whatever, just have your systems in place and know when you can send this information, when it's going to get produced, how many edits, and then put it out there and then track it. So those are the things that I will say. Now, as I said before, the the, the, the biggest problem with real estate agents is that we want to have so many plates spinning at the same time. And that's one of the things I wish I would have learned before to focus this is the most important thing and today i'm gonna i'm gonna you know one one quick add here for uh there is a good book that i highly recommend uh it is called the uh essentialism and it is written by greg uh and I'm, I'm not sure if i'm pronouncing the, the name is the discipline of pursuing less and what i mean by that it is This will help you identify the avatar that you need to go after, the persona you need to go after. So those will be the things that I will do uh, differently, Amir. Planning, produce, put the systems in place, and do less with the idea that doing less, it gives me more uh, opportunities. With that in mind, I can tell you right now, you will be the most powerful content creator marketer realtor whatever you wanted to do you're going to be that remember pareto's law 80 20 that it is really what this book actually talks not necessarily pareto's law uh the whole book but it really just tells you that that's what you have to be doing to achieve 80 percent gives you the 20 percent that you need it's it's just it's just amazing i'm sorry 20 percent gives you the 80 percent that you
0: need and that's just amazing so that's it Cool. Plan of action systems. Do less to do more. Follow that 20 to 80 rule, which is do 20 percent to allow the other 80 percent to kind of fall in. And honestly, I think it gives you a sense of life when you do less to do more or to achieve more, because I think if you're trying to do too much, everybody will see that. Exactly. Some of the other things I would say, some additional tips for creating effective marketing is, again, be clear and concise. Your talking points should be easy for the audience to understand and follow be specific. Don't just tell people to watch my video. Tell them exactly what they will learn from your video or how it will benefit them. So one of the ways that we start this podcast is it's a hook. I mean, it's a hook. Like we're going to talk about da-da-da-da-da today. So immediately from the beginning, I want people to understand what it is because not every episode is going to be for everyone. Not every video is going to be for everyone. So I want them to get the benefit of the doubt from the top that says, hey, I'm sorry, the benefit of knowing what's going to come to them. And then if they don't want to hear it, then that's okay. Be creative. Get people excited about your video by giving them a reason to watch it. Give them, for example, I bring you on as a subject matter expert. That gives it the creativity. That gives them a reason why to hear as someone who's seen that success. And then I think one of the main things, and you and I are going to do an episode about this, is be authentic. Yep. Be genuine and sincere in your talking points. If you don't believe in your video, the audience won't either. I'll say it again. If you don't believe in your video, the audience won't either. If you don't believe in what you're preaching, the audience is going to sniff through that, excuse my language, bullshit. And they'll say, this guy is not genuine. This guy is not talking about what he believes and he is not practicing what he preaches. Oh, yeah. All right. This has been another episode of the Brand Builder Podcast. We had Robert Garcia here. We talked all things video marketing. I want to thank everybody for staying staying with us this long. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, everybody. See you in the next one.